welcome to the Mericast, the show that puts you on the fast track to business confidence. Since the launch of this podcast in early 2022, we've had some truly fantastic guests, all entrepreneurs and all with a unique story to tell. Each guest has provided a different perspective on what it takes to be an entrepreneur and the valuable lessons they have learnt on their own journey. Today's episode is a special one. It's part one of two reflection episodes and we'll be looking back at my favourite moments from each episode so far. We begin with Steph Taylor, who discussed the fear of success, procrastination and imposter syndrome. And in this moment, in this clip, Steph reflects on the negative effects that having the wrong mindset had on her when she first started her own business. So when I was first starting out, I spent all of my time Googling how to get more Instagram followers. What do I post on Instagram? What content do I post to my blog, all of the tactics, because I thought that was what was going to grow my business and not realizing that actually you can have the best tactics in the world. You can have the best strategy in the world, but if your mindset's not there, you're going to always be self-sabotaging. You're going to be procrastinating, perfectionism, you're going to be overthinking your way back to that comfort zone. So it wasn't until I started working with a mindset coach in 2020 that I realized oh, this has been the missing piece. We were also joined by Terry Vincent. Her journey to success wasn't plain sailing and she explained how building her behaviour from ego-driven confidence to a more authentic variety helped her to rebuild her successful business. Let's listen back to what she had to say. When I first started coaching, I was told to fake it until I make it. And I did that for five years and I maintained it, but it was very tiring. I didn't enjoy it. And like I said, it wasn't until I got to that point when I went, you can't, you can't live up to being someone else. You have to be yourself because naturally we're going to move from a professional perspective of trying to be someone else and then move back into our natural self when we're with our life partners, our children, you know, family, friends. Friends will see us for who we are. So you don't want to be perceived as different people. And that's why authenticity for me is so important because why should you conform to be something that you're not? There is only one you. Everyone else is taken. Just be you. We also had the pleasure of having Paul Cork on the podcast. Paul shared how an incredibly personal experience encouraged him to approach each day with a positive mindset look at things from a view of appreciation and generally live in the moment. Here's the important message that he shared with us. If you look at life quite critical, then unfortunately you're going to see the negative all of the time. And if you see things with eyes of appreciation, you're going to see things more positively. So the thing that I would say is think about the way that you look at things and see if you can move more to a way of looking at things from a view of appreciation. And I think that then takes you to appreciation for the present moment as well. Because if we are looking at things critically, we're automatically going into this voice at the back of the head that goes, we need to correct that, we need to change that, we need to do something different. And I'm not saying from time to time that we need to have a critical view. We do. If we're looking to improve something in work, if we're looking to shape something, we might have a vision and then we might need to at some point criticise what that vision is to be able to build on it, make it better. I guess at the end of the day, in your everyday life, though, if you look at things critically all the time, you're looking for the negative. So it's being able to switch slowly to more of a view of appreciation. We were then privileged to have Del Lewis on the show. He discovered what he really, really wanted, but he had to find it out the hard way. 
He now helps other entrepreneurs to do the same and take inspired action to make it all happen. He explains here how inspired action stops us from wasting time. Let's have a listen back. I call it inspired action. And so it's once you have that vision, then what action do you feel inspired to take? And that to me is different than what is the right answer or what is the right how? Because we can spend a lot of time trying to figure out what the right how is. And we waste a lot of time trying to figure it out versus taking inspired action all of the time. And I think we move farther faster that way. Next, we had the brilliant Michael Moran, CEO and founder of 1080. The biggest takeaway I took from this episode was his thinking on maximizing potential and how it has made his business quite so successful. One of the reasons why we, we were successful so quickly, it was so easy not only to bring clients, but bring in associates or call on, on people. You know? And so I would like to think that. And, and therefore, you know, what do they follow? I think when we started the business, we said we want to do three things. We want to have fun, we want to do good, and we want to make money and be profitable. I, I, I would like to think so the people who work with me, they know I'm driven by going back to this, maximising their potential. I have their best interests at heart. Is, is what is what I'm trying to do going to make them better, going to help them? And I think that sort of mentality, you, you create more friends than you do enemies, you know, so that, that's great. Another fantastic guest was Perry Timms, who spoke about finding and knowing your worth and the different ways to boost your energy and how to build your confidence more generally. Here's one moment that particularly resonated with me. I think the other confidence building thing is, you don't need lots of yes people around you. You do need some what I call earth wires, right? These are people who you can go, I'm thinking of doing this. And they'll go, hmm, uh, are you sure? Because, uh, and that's not because they're doubting Thomas is, but, but they're just looking out for you. So you don't make a fool of yourself or take on too much. or So, so find your earth wires because they're, they're, they're your cheerleaders, but they won't you know they won't hold back if it if it's not the sort of thing that they think is in your best interests um and i think your confidence just comes from looking back at what you've done and really getting a sense of i had an impact there how did i do that and what did i do and what can i repeat and i think there's genuinely something about self-critique that helps you build your confidence as soon as you've done one gig and it went okay don't just put it in the closet and move on to the next one kind of thing what was it about that that worked okay and how can that help me in the future as an entrepreneur, having courage can be difficult sometimes. But our next guest, LinkedIn expert and entrepreneur Niraj Shah, explained the secret to making sure that you have a clear purpose. Here, he describes how he did it and all the positive effects that resulted. So I had to get very good at walking in a room and you know, identifying centres of influence and becoming influential or friendly with them. So I, you know, was kind of thrown in the deep end um, because I was so clear about the why I was doing this. Uh, it allowed me, it gave me that courage. And I, and I think with that courage, you're not able to do these things. Then I think once courage is there, you know, the, the attitude is there. And then it's just, okay, you know, any of these things I think are learnable. Creating and developing ideas is an essential part of being an entrepreneur but it's just as crucial to know when to kill an idea too. In our episode featuring Steen Smet, he shared his passion for innovation and why making these decisions is so important. Here's what he had to say. Either 
you fully support an idea in its discovery all the way through its development or you should or you should kill it and this is a decision that a mature review board or innovation program manager or um, when you're the ceo of your own company this is something that you should be black and white about so either you shelf it you put it in freezer kill it whatever you want to call it but don't let them become zombie projects because they will create some kind of sunk cost fallacy where you um, will say at some point in time we already we already put so much effort in this we cannot stop this anymore even if we wanted to we were also thrilled to have simon fanshaw on the show earlier this year whilst this episode was filled with lots of humor He also shared with us the important lessons of the power of difference and how passion can sometimes be your worst enemy. Let's hear why. Well, the first point, I often say to people, which sounds counterintuitive, passion is your worst enemy. And there's a terrible trend, I think, quite comes from a good, genuine place of enthusiasm. But to to, to say to staff and colleagues, you know, I want you to be passionate about pizza or widgets or HR software or whatever the hell it is. And I I think there's an anxiety about this. There's two anxieties I have about this. One is that actually for most people, work is work. However much they want the company to have values or uh, take positions in the world or, or to be a place of integrity, all that fine. But it is still work. Now, we spend a lot of time doing it, but it is a job. And I don't know whether it's reasonable, really, in the end, to ask people to be passionate when what you're doing is a simple exchange. You've agreed a common objective. You're going to collaborate to do it. You pay them money and they crack on. So that's one thing which I think is worth thinking about. The second thing, though, is that if you are trying to convince other people, then passion actually is your worst enemy because it stops you listening. If all you're doing is telling them how much you care about what you want and feel and like and think, then you won't understand what they do. Failure is a big part of the entrepreneurial journey. But what many people, including myself, haven't realised is the importance of celebrating those failures. When Cheryl Luzet appeared on our 10th episode, she discovered why failure doesn't have to be a negative and how she encourages her team to think the same way. Here's her thoughts on the subject. I think I'm someone naturally that likes change. So I quite like constantly looking for areas where we might not have done a, as good a job as we could have done and how we can improve. We, we are, we're an organisation that very much celebrates failure. And I think that for some of the team members coming in, that's that's been quite difficult because they see failure as a, as a negative thing, whereas I see ne- failure as being a very positive thing. And it's always something I've thought about very positively through my business journey because I, I failed a lot. But I think when you fail, you identify something not to do. Well, that's part one of our two-part special for 2022. I must thank all my guests so far for sharing their experiences and providing such valuable lessons over recent months. I know that I'll be incorporating them all into my business going forward. And look out for the next chapter of the Merrickast podcast when we will continue to have fantastic entrepreneurs joining us and providing us with their knowledge and wisdom. Thank you to you for tuning in and don't forget to join us for our next episode. And until then, thanks for listening.